I'm Roxy. And I'm Nick. And this is the Pub Trotters podcast, a hopefully monthly podcast where we talk about the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the strange venues that serve it. We are not beer or pub writers or experts. A year ago we put together a group of friends who enjoy hanging out together, trying new things in the beer pub world called Pub Trotters. We meet up once a month and we thought it might be fun to talk about it and share our stories and experiences. Welcome to Pub Trotters Pubcast um, in May. Um, today I'm joined by uh, Mark and Kat. Hello, Mark and Kat. Hello, Hello Nicholas. Um, unfortunately, Roxy can't make it today. She's unwell, uh, so we're sending her our best wishes and hoping that she gets well soon. Um, but yeah, how is everyone? What have you been up to? What have you been up to, Mark? Uh, so I went to France recently, uh, to Paris, uh, with my girlfriend as she's reached the age of 31 but never been to Paris so it seemed like something yeah. you should do at some okay. point in your life when you live in London. Um, I haven't been to Paris at 31 so I think that's perfectly okay. I've now been twice so it's fine. I think it's one of those weird places that you don't, like I hadn't been since I was a kid and didn't really have the the want to go but yeah. when I was there I, well certainly in terms of beer and pubs and vibe it was a lot better than I expected. Okay. I kind of expected France to be one of those places where it's all wine bars, really wanky cocktail places yeah. with high seats, yeah. which for a short guy is never fun, especially when you get drunk. Um, but the beer scene was, like, it wasn't as big as some places, but yeah, the yeah. bars that we found were incredibly good. Yeah, um, awesome. There was a brewery that was on a lake. Um, and it was a sunny day, our last day there. Yeah. And the beer selection was amazing from not just the stuff that they had, but they also had a lot of, play, you know, European breweries. They had a lot of stone beer, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, harder yeah. to come by here. Yeah. Um, cool. So I like these. Yeah. yeah. Did that? Did that? Did that enjoy? Yeah. 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 And to kind of balance out my love of craft beer pubs, we went yeah. to some of the more kind of off the beaten track cocktail places. Um, there was this really nice place we found near our hotel, which I probably should have remembered and wrote down for this. Um, yeah. But the cocktails were really kind of, again, not standard, very yeah. <coughs> niche, but very tasty. It was a small place. Yeah. Uh, we were just chatting and then there's kind of a, a four piece jazz band this starts in the corner. That's your time. Tales <laughs> yeah. and jazz music. I'm, I'm a very classy man. Yeah, this is news <laughs> to me and cats. <laughs> you can but have both beer and cocktails. You can, jazz. yeah, That's I'm not fine. saying you can't. I've just never seen Mark watch a jazz band with cocktails. <laughs> what was your cocktail of choice, Mark? Do you remember? Oh, no, I can't remember. It was one of those nights where I knew what I was drinking and I was drinking a lot of it, and by the end of it, I'd you forgot what you were drinking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a preferred cocktail in general? Anything, pro- anything whiskey based. So whis- mm. so not very sweet, very strong alcohol. That which is why I generally don't drink cocktails that often. I'm <laughs> scared of cocktail bars. Not come back in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, you spent thirteen pounds on something and then it's gone in two seconds. Yes. Yeah. And my self control with cocktails is not the same. Well, my self control with any alcohol is not that great. <laughs> but at least with beer, I get to the point where I get so gassy. I'm like, maybe I should stop. I feel that's like yeah. my barometer of when I should yeah. stop drinking. Well, you feel physically yeah. full yes. and you can't fit any more in. When I feel pregnant, yeah. that's when I think that I should probably stop drinking. I am curious to know how you know what pregnant feels like, but that's another podcast. <laughs> um. Something men never have to worry about, but actually high-waisted jeans are a very useful way of reminding you to drink less because you can feel your stomach getting fuller so much more. <laughs> or it makes you stop something in your seat and sit upright either, but <laughs> Cat's tip of the day, everyone. <laughs> if you want to have, lit- it's a literal, a physical <laughs> measurement. Yes, like, exactly. Uh oh, this yeah. is her. <laughs> spreading. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this should be a niche that we move into. High waisted yeah. jeans for, for men. Beer drink, yeah, yeah, drinking jeans. Yeah, monitors have popped in there. That's amazing. I think we might have found our first pub trotters piece of uh, merchandise. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mark. 
Um, what about yourself, Kat? You've been up to anything in the last month or so? Uh, well, have, I have not been to Paris, but I did go to Thailand, and then now I have no money. Yeah, so nice. I've been trying to <laughs> limit my fun. Although, you know, the odd go out for dinner, odd go to a pub yeah. thing. Yeah. Immersive theatre slash escape room down in a pub in Catford, which was quite Ooh. fun. In a pub in Catford? Yes, they have a thing upstairs. It's called Ninth Life. and uh, It's called what? The pub is called Ninth Life. Night Life. Ninth Yes, and upstairs there's a sort of estate agent slash otherworldly themed escape room thing. Estate, estate agent it's, themed? Yeah, it's about, there's estate agents and they're showing you around a place to buy, but it's all very strange and you have to go in through all these rooms and there's a wee bit of booze involved as well. It's yeah. quite fun. Sounds, and then sounds, you go back downstairs and uh, have drink some wine or yeah. have yeah. some beer. Sounds like that's the most bizarre theme for a escape room I've ever heard of Sounds yeah funny. it was very State unusual agent. it was good fun though people um, got like horror building <laughs> space building estate agent mate yeah. going to your estate agent is pretty traumatic yeah yeah. Right. You know, I think that's scarier than clowns or anything else in mind she's a very fun <laughs> estate agent as well okay. kind of. it was a bit like being in a surreal dream how about you Mr Nick um, yeah what have I been up to um, so I've been on two <coughs> holidays actually in the last month um, one to the Netherlands and one to France Actually, Marseille, though, for me. Um, yeah, both were really fun. One was a wedding. One was a holiday slash I run up a mountain. Um, <laughs> you know, those general things that you put together. Yeah, yeah, holiday mountain run. It was a lot bloody harder than I thought it was going to be, though. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll do... Because uh, I did that 100K last year. I was like, oh, yeah, 30K is a breeze. And he did keep saying... The guy I was running with was like, it's hilly. Like, train for hills. I was like, oh, they're just hills. It's fine. Mate, <laughs> how did you solid. ever think it wasn't going to be hard <laughs> running well, up a mountain? And well, if it was flat, 30k would have been fine. And if it yeah. was path, it would have been well, fine. But this was literally like stone gravel rocks that you were running up. So it was like it was like steps. It was like going up steps the entire time. So yeah, I wish I'd like used a step trainer. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was really good. I really enjoyed it. We had a beer and paella afterwards. Apparently, paella is the standard food you have after a race in France or the south of France. In pa- yeah, paella. Paella. Ah. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. That is lovely. Yeah, it's great. It's better than like a crap burger or something. That's true. Um, but yeah, so both were really nice though. I get yeah. Similarly, so the Netherlands trip, I'd been uh, back to where I used to live. So. That place has changed a bit, but the beer hasn't, so lots of Belgian beer because it's close to the Belgian border. Um, and then Marseille was really good as well, actually. There's a specific brewery, uh, which I, um, I'll mention uh, in the favourite beer segment, um, that was does loads of really good beers, and there were lots, lots of bottle shops, and Marseille, I don't know if you've ever been, is a very, much more feels like a much more industrial city mm. than other places in France as well. They wouldn't necessarily call it pretty, it's no. quite gritty, there's loads of street art. Um, yeah, really loved it. Um, so yeah, that was that, that's what I've been up to, lots of holiday, and I think I've worked about 10 days this month. Might be less. I think this podcast is giving us a, giving people a very strong impression that we lead a lot more glamorous life than that. Yeah. Indeed. I think I do. Largely, it's been outside of holidays. I've just been stressing my balls off about work. So, um, <laughs> just in case people did want to know the other side of that story, as you <laughs> say. And Nick found a way to yeah. say balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. Every time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been a good month, but it's, there's no other holidays coming up now. Exactly. Oh, oh, I have a holiday coming. Poor me. The yeah, reason is no. that I'm going to Copenhagen next month. Yeah, nice. So I'm going to make my very first trip to Mirkella. Oh, yeah. Because I've not been Ooh. before ever, so I figure going yeah. to Copenhagen yeah. makes the yeah, most yeah. sense, right? So you might still get the pleasure of paying about £20 for a yeah. half a pint. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I have also found a website which is, you know, best happy hours in Copenhagen oh, nice. and things like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. That. No, you've got to go to Mirkella, haven't you? It's, it, I, I yeah. can't imagine what it's going to be like. Ellen's yeah. been there, but I've sadly yet to go. Um, brilliant. Okay, so one of the first things we talk about um, on the podcast is we talk about our beer of the month. We've all touched on beer and things that we've been drinking in the last month or so. Um, yeah, what, what's everyone's beer of the month? Well, I'm, I'm slightly worried about talking about mine because it's going to make me sound wankier than anything I'm about to say in the next hour. But um, no, don't worry, I'll beat you. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> it was a Scarlet Hibiscus Pale Ale. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, which was a collaboration between Stone and Lambrat, Lambrati Brewery. Okay, we'll Google it and put it on, uh, the, uh, on just, the blog afterwards. And also, even even the logo on it just made me feel like a pretentious. Let's have a look at the logo. Um, so obviously, we'll put this on our blog. But 
It's just one of the. It's just. It just it's a very ugly logo. No it is. But it just, <laughs> it's all over the. It looks like someone have put together on clip art. Yeah, but that's um, what makes me feel more pretentious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like these, it's got a full circle of irony. Yeah, this yeah. is so bad, it's now art. So this was at the aforementioned brewery in France that I just found out is called Panan Brewery. Okay, cool. Um, and everyone, like, their logo and everything was, you know, beautifully branded. Okay, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. So everyone was going for those beers. I see this thing that looks like... Looks like a child put it together. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those beers that was very different but very fitting for how I was feeling at that time. Yeah. Um, it was very light and flavorful. Mm. Um, is it hibiscus pale, you said, right? Yeah. Is hibiscus a herb? I have no idea. Uh, maybe. How dominant was the hibiscus flavor in the beer? Um, not that strong. I don't think. So, it was, so cause that's like, if you didn't know what hibiscus was, then you wouldn't know what to... No, I have no idea. It's a flower. Um, I thought it was a flower, but I yeah. didn't want to say in case I was wrong. It's a genus of flowering plants in the mallow family, if you know, if, for all those mallow family <laughs> lovers of plants out there that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't know what that um, means. <laughs> We're educating people. Yeah, exactly. would have thought on a podcast about so I thought it was a flower. I was like, is that a flower? So was it quite floral then? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And also we'd walked about half an hour in the blustering sun to get here with suitcases as we were leaving that oh, day. That so oh, okay. having a floral beer that was relatively strong at the yeah. end of it was yeah. you know, that made it worth it. Yeah, he's like Victor I deserve this. Yes. Beer. My favourite beer. It's like I deserve it even after I've opened the door. Yes. Um, <laughs> getting up. Cool. I deserve it. So a viscous pale ale collaboration from Stone Brewery and Lambrat. Yeah. Uh, I'm pulling this because yeah. Me killing some other language. Okay, cool. And we'll find it and stick it online as well. Though. Uh, brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Cat. Um, I'm going to pick one that I drank in Thailand. Amazing. Uh, because by and large in Asia you will get lagers, but there is a craft beer scene in Thailand. So, and it's particularly in Chiang Mai, there is a brewery called My Beer Friend. They have a couple of their own. My Beer Friend. My Beer Friend. <laughs> it's got a lovely logo with a dog on it, oh. and um, they've got a couple of their own bars, and then they also uh, supply other uh, bars in the city as well. Yeah. And there's a beer called I Think So, and I'm going back onto my untapped uh, app here to remind myself of what I thought of it, um, and I've put, despite being 7.8%, it's rather refreshing, and I gave it 4 out of 5, so... Um, <laughs> Do you always fill in one. the comment section on your untapped? Yeah, but in a very blunt, brief way, I can't be bothered to be flowery language about it, I'm no, just going... No, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I know you like, you like reviewing, uh, well... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm a bit of a writer, but yeah, also, so. then usually if I'm at, in a pub drinking, I'm also being slightly rude if I'm filling out the untapped app. <laughs> yeah, so, that's um, I decide it's yeah. not the time for you know creative reviews. Yeah. No, I also and also I often find of untapped or any other if I don't know if there's any other versions of that type of thing. But I end up putting loads on the next day. <laughs> it just looks like I'm boozing at yeah. eleven a.m. Like, yeah, in the morning. So it's definitely my impression of you on like a Sunday morning. I'm like, why the fuck is Nick drinking? <laughs> <laughs> It did go to a place. And it was called Parallel Universe of Luna 2 on the Hidden Moon. In fact, I can share this picture with you. Yeah, you can we'll uh, it pop it on your Instagram we'll and show everybody well. what it looked like. Lots uh, of people always go to Thailand. Yeah, it was, uh, cool. it was nice to have a chat to the actual Thai brewery makers or the people okay, who worked cool. behind the bars yeah, as well, yeah. just to get their um, sort of how, you know, they are obviously not in a scene where it's abundant craft beer over there but they're still trying but it's really expensive um, it? it's mm. so that the one I just mentioned that cost about it was a little one it cost six pounds or the equivalent of six yeah. pounds whereas normally okay. a beer yeah. there would be about two pound fifty yeah you buy, yeah yeah you but um, they said it's the government taxes them so mm. they'd have to hike the price higher than higher than the regular lager that's what they told mm. me that's weird um, so the, you're talking about Thailand the people who are from Thailand like is there a local are there locals who are into that sort of thing? Or is yeah, it I think thing? especially in uh, the bigger cities or places like Chiang Mai where yeah. um, there is a scene. It Obviously, it's not, mm. it is a bit niche, but I saw yeah. that logo fairly regularly as yeah. we were walking around. Okay, okay. So they yeah, clearly yeah, have yeah. a bit of a thing there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we were there during Songkran, which is the water festival, and it's everything uh, is a giant water fight for four days. So um, awesome. it was a bit of a different days. circumstance. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, wow. get, you get soaked everywhere you go for four days. You're like days. sleeping and someone will just drop like a water <laughs> on you. Oh, it's not just that. They're driving around in, with truck, like an open back truck and they've got a giant barrel of water on wow. the back and there's about six people in it with buckets and they will hurl water at everyone as they go past. There's wow. people with barrels outside their shops and their homes. Sounds amazing. There's water. You walk around with a water gun in order to protect yourself. Protect 
um, <laughs> it's yeah it, and you can't go anywhere without being soaked yeah. it's um, well. it's an insane thing but it's it's really fun yeah. um, until the bit where you might want to go somewhere and not get yeah. soaked but, uh, <laughs> yeah. do we get but yeah, there's no escape. Yeah. I'm surprised the UK haven't put like a tourist stop on going to Thailand. Be careful going to Thailand, tourists. <laughs> well, you might there's, there's a water. That, yeah. The thing is, the water isn't necessarily clean, so you do have to be a bit careful. Oh, right. um, and <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> but it was also 38 degrees centigrade over there, so it's sort of welcome. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, how about Nick? You? What's your beer of the week month? Uh, so mine is also from France. Uh, we're doing an international theme here, um, and it's called Denab Katos, uh, uh, and it's by a French brewery in um, Marseille that actually dropped quite a few other beers of theirs over that um, <laughs> um, period of time. Give it a five uh, out of five, and commented, "Fuck wow, France finished race." So should we take this with a pinch of salt? No, 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 no. This was a treat beer. It was seven point two percent, and it's a it's a stout. It's a milk stout, but it it was just the like most delicious thing I've ever had in my mouth. Um, it was amazing. It was silky and smooth, and yeah, and just absolutely incredible. Can you guess it here? Uh, potentially in a brewery, uh, in a bottle shop, I'm not sure. Have you got it open? Yeah. Let me see it on the app. It's, so it's from a brewery called Brasserie de la Pan. Uh, again, I'm just, I'm just embracing the terrible accent. Uh, Brasserie de la Pan. I feel there should um, be a segment where we just try and say not within 10 miles, French beer yeah. names. Um, and yeah, it was just amazing. Um, I remember drinking it thinking this is going to be my beer of the month. It's going to be very hard to beat this. Um, so yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. It was my treat beer after finishing my race. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk a bit more about the venue uh, now. So we're in a place called the Haringey Arms in Crouch End, and um, I've been here before. Uh, I live not far from here. Um, have either of you two been here before? I've recall? been here once before the refurb with you. Yeah. Same, okay. and it was very late at night, so my memory of that experience is somewhat hazy. Same. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel that may be the night that I got lost when, when I oh, just moved. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, you I just moved down here, um, came out with you. Um, we were looking for chicken, weren't we? Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we were looking for chicken. My phone had died. Didn't really know the area that well because I think it was like, I'd been there for four days. I just walked off very confidently in what turned out to be the wrong yeah. direction. Um, <laughs> I, I, it must have taken me two and a half hours to get home, and I was like <laughs> using the bus stops to try and navigate my way to somewhere that I vaguely knew. Yeah. Um, and I remember just going round and round circles of a train station that I can't even remember the name of, but it was no way near here. Um, and had, but I was at that point where I, I was kind of like, I'm still a little bit pissed. This is an adventure. Yay! <laughs> but what amuses me about that story is that you text me the next morning, and be like. Did you get home okay? Because you walked off in the right direction. So instead of that night actually coming finding me, it took you till the next morning. <laughs> that isn't a comment on this pub. More low effort there, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was. I was obviously a bit drunk as well, so I probably didn't even realise until the next morning. I mean, you probably didn't. To be yeah. fair. Yeah. And no, then I woke up thinking he was going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, if we'd found chicken, everything probably would have been fine, <laughs> yeah, just to say. Yeah, Crouch End's not really the place to find no, chicken, is no. it? There Especially is actually not more up there. Um, Toward, if you go towards Tottenham, yeah. uh, sorry, towards Wood Green, that sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, yeah, as you've just heard us discussing, so this pub um, had a, it shut down about a year and a half ago, maybe just over. Um, and it, it was it was called the Harangay Arms then, and it was very it was a bit of a boozer then, as you both remember. I loved it because I love a jukebox, and it had a jukebox. <laughs> it was the only it's the only pub in Crouch End with a jukebox. Now there's none. Yeah. <sighs> um, and it shut down, and now it's been taken over. And hopefully we'll hear more from our guest later in Beer Lovers Corner about that. Um, Amori, who's the manager. Um, it's now been taken over. It's still called the Harangay Arms, but it's obviously a very different decor. But mm. I still, I also love this incarnation. I don't know yeah. how you it both nice. feel about it. Yeah, no, I like it too. I just noticed that there's skeletons on top of beer barrels. <laughs> Fake near the skeletons, up just to point out. <laughs> I mean, well, you think? How, are you sure? Um, yeah. yeah, the decor in here is really nice. Mm. Um, I've come in here sometimes if I'm doing some uh, bits, like some stuff or life admin on a Saturday afternoon. Just come in here <laughs> for a beer on my laptop. 
um, which is why I think the manager knows recognises me. <laughs> he did seem to. Not because yeah. you're recognised in every pub in a five mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they do something on me and Helen have been here. I think it's like ten pound for a pint and a pizza. Nice. Always Mondays. good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely cheap date night. <laughs> um, I particularly like the wall of dogs. Any oh, like wall of dogs. Any yes. pub that clearly encourages dogs that much for you know someone living in London, knowing that there is a pub where you can come and be surrounded by dogs, <laughs> which is it's why I imagine is going to happen later when people turn up. Yeah, because when it's it still gets later in the day, that there's just going to be an ambush yes. of dogs, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. going to be. <laughs> for the benefits of the podcast, it is a Polaroid covered wall yes. with pictures of dogs. <laughs> Not <laughs> just a wall of dogs just pinned to the wall or anything. Yeah. Or just like the holes with dogs in them, which yes. you can take out and rent. Or I should say, not specifically Polaroid, instant film. Don't yes. think they're actually <laughs> Polaroids. Okay, so yeah, so we, as I mentioned, we'll be talking about this place uh, for a bit as we go through it. We'll talk to uh, Amory later. Um, so we've been drinking a beer from this place. Um, so every week, and I can vouch for this because I am in here a bit, uh, they do have a different, it was a beer of the week or beer of the month? Week, I think. Beer oh, of the week, yeah. and it can be a can or a bottle or uh, something they have on draft. So they, we've gone for that as our first beer of the day. Um, what is it? Generation it's KX City Pilsner from Two Tribes. Which, yeah. coincidentally, we went to Two Tribes uh, trip before pub. the Pip Chop Pub Trotters trip before last. Yeah, in April. Uh, yes, down, which is in a sort of warehousey space in, off Caledonian Road. Yeah, near King's Cross. Well worth a visit. What's everyone thoughts on uh, it? It's nice, actually. It's more flavourful than a regular Pilsner. Mm. Yeah, definitely, right? Yeah. When I first, so when <laughs> we did all experiences, and I don't know how that is the case, we all experienced exploding can in our face uh, when we opened them. Uh, yeah, they, they, they were dramatic. juggling them before they came. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exploding oh. beer, not exploding can. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I remember when I inhaled my first bubbles thinking, oh, that's a lot more sweeter yeah. than I would normally think of a Pilsner, actually. Um, so I'm quite impressed. I really like it. Yeah, it's got a lot more depth than Mm. the usual Pilsner and a lot, yeah, just a lot smoother. Apparently it has uh, spicy Czech Saz hops, which makes, which beautifully complements this pale lager and makes for a crisp, refreshing beer, so it's inspired by Czech uh, beer. Like Urkel. Yes, but (laughs) spicy hops too, because the ingredients are just the classic water, barley, hops and stomach, so it's not like they've been adding in. Any chemicals or... Any weird shit. Yeah, no, no, no eels or, <laughs> or hibiscus. God knows what yes, like, yeah, a lot ran, of craft beers these days. Yeah, exactly, random flowers off the street, Mark. Um, <laughs> kind of hope they're not off the street. <laughs> the brewer's on his way in and sees yeah, some flowers yeah. and he's like, yeah. Chuck them in, see yeah. what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, no, it is really good. Um, mm. I don't know what we're going to get for our uh, In Beer Lover's Corner from Amori later. Looking forward to that. But yeah. So I think it's a quite celebrated beer. From us three, so check it out. So, Mike, now we get move on to arguably my favourite part of the podcast, uh, which is the beer news slash did you knows. Um, yeah, this is I, I really like this part of the podcast, so I'm curious to hear what people have brought to the table. I've got a couple to embellish in case you guys are struggling. Um, but would, would anyone like to go first? I'm happy to start first. So I started doing some research about kind of what was going on in the beer world. Yeah. Um, also found out that a lot of major uh, news websites have a section for beer now, which I was quite Really? Impressed. Yeah, so the I've Independent has like a load of tagged articles around beer, and huh. I, I was quite impressed that it seems to be something that people write about. Also, quite jealous that it's something that people seem to get paid to write about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's listening from the Independent, I am good with words, and I like beer. You can become a beer Somalia now. Yeah, it's like so the wine natural training it? thing you can do. I feel like a career choice has just happened <laughs> live, on the, podcast. live yes. on the podcast. Yes. Yes. I did genuinely consider it for a bit, but I think it's largely aimed at people who work in pubs and so forth. But uh-huh. I don't see why not. Why can't you just do it for, for fun? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Well, that's what this podcast is about. We're not yeah. experts. None of us are beer Somalias. Exactly. But if one of us becomes a beer Somalia, then suddenly yeah. everyone else gets reminded <laughs> yes. of how rubbish their knowledge yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was when we tried to describe beers and we're like, it's really smooth. It's yeah. the same words all the time, but yeah. um, ultimately it's whether it's good or not and we enjoy it. Um, yeah, so that's really cool about the interview. Tell, me, tell us what you found, Mark. Uh, so I found out that there was a study done in... Um, study done in Chicago, Northwestern, um, around whether people actually like the taste of alcohol and coffee. Okay. Um, so the, the study, and I'm 
reading up about, so I haven't actually read the study, but um, apparently says that no one has a preference for any type of alcohol. It is something that we learn to like because we associate it with the feelings and that even preferences come from memories and experiences while having that type of beer. Interesting. So it's more of a habitual thing yeah. around the, the way that you, the way you feel after beer than the fact that you actually like beer. Hmm. So is that like taken away from the, the idea that it's an instantaneous thing of like, mmm, that's delicious, is actually yeah. based on how you feel afterwards? Yeah, or that it's kind of a, 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 like a muscle memory, but in terms of a taste memory, that yeah. you, you have that certain taste and because it associates with something you know Enjoyed or, or did. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was interesting because it, like, I definitely have taste preferences for other things, so why would I not naturally have taste preferences? Yeah. But would you think that's the same for food, all food and drink? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We all have. Like, why do I? I love Mexican food. So, mm. is that because of memory, or I yeah. don't like the taste? If I learned to like it, because I don't know. Yeah. That well, I, I yeah, don't have any kind of scientific knowledge on this. Yeah, so it was yeah. more that it seemed quite interesting that you know, for a beer lover podcast, and all yeah, of us have very strong preferences that. Oh, and it totally makes sense. Because um, mm. I, I know I like American pale ales, but I, I guess it's because I remember that I like yeah. them. Like, also, yeah. I think. I don't remember, like, I don't associate it with, like, a good time, per se. No, I, and I think it reminded me of also my, my first memory of having beer was having stealing a friend's dad's Stella can um, and for some bright reason drinking it in their bedroom because that's where we stole it from. Yeah. Um, but then um, instantaneously, as I put it, like, as I took my first goal, just spat it everywhere. <laughs> Not a good way to endear yourself to your friend's family when you're 14. Um, but you but are stealing their beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a brilliant child. Um, but I, I was just so surprised that it wasn't... I don't know, in my head I had this idea that beer was sweet and that people liked it because it was sweet. <laughs> like sweets. Yeah, yeah. Because in my experience as a child, the thing that you like overindulge in is something that's sweet. Mm. Having a Stella, which admittedly probably wasn't the best experience of having a beer, yeah. Um, I just couldn't understand why people liked it, and I remember, you know, in that thing in high school where you like you pretend, well, I certainly pretended like to like beer, um, and I don't think it was until I kind of started to find more craft beer where it was, well, it reminded me less of that want to spit out um, that I actually enjoyed drinking beer instead of feeling that it was something you should do. Mm. It is an acquired taste, though. I think. I think mm. not, not many people would go try beer for the very first time and go, oh, that's delicious, I want some more. Particularly not if they were starting out back in the 90s or whenever yeah. um, on lager, yeah. which was the only real choice. It was that yeah. or it was ale. Um, so, yeah, it kind of, I remember it took me a bit of time to learn to like it, but because it was the cheapest option, I mm. le- learned I did. And, uh, <laughs> and so today. it went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I do remember being 14 years old and going out for the very first time with friends, uh, you know, where I shouldn't be going out to a pub and ordering a pint of Strongbow thinking that was lager. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't know. And they were like, oh, taste the apples. Sweet. Yeah. Like, That's clearly this is yeah. what lager tastes like. Yeah. Not, it's not at all. I just got drunk really quickly because yeah. <laughs> I was 14. <laughs> But it's also like that's something you could do with lots of different things, isn't it? Because yeah. like bro- I used to hate broccoli and as a kid, and then I hated gin when I was a drinker uh, when I was mm. eighteen, nineteen. Now I love both those things. Yeah, well, you, mm. your taste develops, doesn't it? I yeah. think kids are so sensitive to texture and to strange flavours, whereas adults, you, I think, will get deadened off a bit, don't they? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as our bodies slowly deteriorate. Because I've heard before people sort of liking porter, but even though they don't like normal beer mm. and so forth. And, but it is a kind of more kind of homely, full, warming mm. um, flavour, especially if it's got coffee tones to yeah. it and so forth. Um, then I can see, it, just because you don't like lager doesn't mean you're not going to like all of the beers. No. All right, I'm going to move us on. Um, nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck one in and then I'll come back to you, Kat, if that's all right. right. So I have did anything, you, so you... Oh, yeah, I've got... Uh, um, did you know uh, you had a Fuller's Brewery? Yeah. 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 And for those who maybe it's a London-based ba- brewery, um, and it's especially for you, I know from my point of view, always driving up on the M4 when you come off the motorway, you come onto the uh, I think it's the M25, but the North Circular. There used to be it used to be on one of those roundabouts. You'd always see the big sign. Mm. And go, oh yeah, Fuller's. Um, so they've been bought by um, you know Asahi Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw this story. Um, yeah, which is interesting. So apparently they're still going to operate as Fuller's, but they kind of now owned by Asahi. But also, what I found more interesting 
was um, that Asahi actually also own uh, Peroni and get nervously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they're Peroni, they're in Grosh. Yeah. Yeah, um, thank you, Kat. Yeah. Saved, saved by <laughs> the internet. So the master, the master company, I do know this, is as well as the internet, um, is uh, it's Kirin Beer. They are the, the parent yeah. company who own a bunch of different beers. Ooh, and that was my other bit. Did you also know Asahi Beer owned Meantime Brewery? It's, it's been a theme that we've noticed. Like some of the um, food, like uh, what we see in London, I guess, are some craft breweries s- s- slowly getting picked up by mm. um, bigger companies yeah. to help develop, I guess. And this, it's interesting they want a mass market, but I guess at the same time you hope places like Two Tribes then say for instance, you hope places there are also small places that are local as well that keep going. Um, but that's one of my bits of news. One of the influence it has on what the breweries produce once they've been bought out, whether, whether the breweries are pushed to make things that are more mass market or the influence yeah. that those kind of larger companies mm. have on Yeah. Absolutely. And I you know, I have friends who are just like just want to call in, just want a flavourless Fizzy, gold-looking thing in a glass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fair play. Happy days. Whatever. Yeah. Um. And I'll don't get get me wrong. If I'm at a festival or um on a long day, a stag do or something, and it's just crap beer, as long as it's got a bit of a refreshing taste to it, that's great. Um. But I think there's less and less pubs that don't sell some form of, you know, be it meantime or be it whoever Camden. Yeah. There'll be something. Yeah, there'll be yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. When well, I expect well in London. No, I don't know. My experience hasn't been like I think it's more so in London, but mm. I still think that it's becoming more and more prevalent across the country, especially with places like Weatherspoons, like yeah. throughout the country, yeah. it's selling more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weatherspoons, obviously. I think it's like, thinking about Swansea. I know, like, because mm. there's two or three craft places, beer places in Swansea now, and they'll have their beer in their, yeah. the pubs around there, which is great because you want it to be yeah, yeah. help looking at lo- local places. So. Um, yeah, so that's one of my news bits. Kat, what have you got for us? Uh, it's not necessarily news, but Forbes have an article um, introducing what might be the best job in the world, if you like craft beer, is a chap who works for Cambria Hotels, which has 42 properties, and his job is to choose the craft beer lineup for all of those hotels. Wow. Imagine having that job. So I just want roam the UK. Shout out to Zach O'Hare, <laughs> living his best life. Yeah, so he just roams around the UK tasting beer and then... He might be in the States, not sure. Okay. Uh, but either way, one, yeah. one of them well, would be a dream. Yeah. How, how can I do that instead? I used to be that my dream was to be a chocolate taster, but now I think it might be a beer taster. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's quite a job. Um, cool. Um, okay, and then my other bit of news. Did you know that? Um, so, Beaver Town Brewery, as we have already discussed in this podcast, got bought out by, well, Heineken have bought a majority shareholding yeah. in a while ago. Um, but did you know? Um, so, they're having a, a brewery, a new brewery built, which I would have thought. That is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a visitor's centre <laughs> in uh, Ponder's End. No idea where that is. That's oh, like way, way far out, London. Yeah, yeah okay. In, by March 2020, they're going to have a visitor centre. I don't know if that entails a museum oh, a visitor or like a. Well, have you ever been to the Heineken Brewery Museum thingy no, in Amsterdam? No. It's so it's like doing a brewery tour, except it's giant. Yeah. Um, and they take you around and show you this is the giant silver thing that you know we put the hops in and so yeah. forth. But there's also a little bit feels like a ride where they make you pretend to be the beer ingredients itself and you stand on this oh platform God, in a dark amazing. room and there's a giant screen uh. in front of you and then as you're going down through this thing it sort of judders and moves around and then the bit where the water goes in they literally splash water right <laughs> in. Amazing. Um, you do get a beer at the end of it but uh, as far as, as brewery <laughs> beer tours like go. There's trauma that you need to go through before you get that beer. Well it's sort of fun I suppose but it's like going to the Disney World version of craft beer, um, of beer brewery tours and so yeah. forth but um so I guess maybe they've been influenced by that. Yeah. But I was actually looking at Beaver Town's prices earlier today. I was curious about this because the last time I went up to their tap room, it was mm. £2.50 for every beer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they've got the prices on the website now, and it's now about £3.30, £3.50, which is it's a 40% increase in price. And considering they literally have to push the barrels to the front of the building, mm. it's not like it needs to get on a van and get driven no. out to the pubs or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's... You know, and it's for a, that's for two thirds of a pint for most of the beers. So yeah. if you were to buy a pint, it's four pounds sixty, which is just the 
price yeah. of a pint in London, really. Mm. But when if you've ever been out there on a sunny day, like people are going to go out there. It's a, mm. it's a large area. The beer's decent. There's you also have pressure drop around the corner yeah. as well. Which is really underrated. Now, I haven't yeah. been up there since he was okay, 2016. Last, I went last up there. I was up there. We ended up because it was so busy at Beaver Town. Yeah. We were like, oh, fuck it. Let's just go to Persian Cup. It's actually better beer, yeah. personally. Yeah. And it was cheaper up. And there was less people. Yeah. And there was more dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some problems <laughs> about the dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all have a dog. Yes. It's very important. But if think, anyone wants to open a dog pub, I would happily be an investor. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Okay, so um, thanks for all that beer news. I, my only last bit is, um, did you know Manchester City football team uh, are making beer out of the rainwater that falls on their stadium <laughs> roof? Nice. nice and resourceful. Yeah. Why not? Well, it's just a just a little tidbit. That's yeah. not it doesn't it's not something we have to discuss. But it's quite no. green. Yeah. I guess for that it. sense. Yeah. Wallet for being more green. I, I, I dread to think what it's like. No. But, um, I hope they I filter it first, right? I assume. Right? So. So no, <laughs> Stick it through one of those Brita filter jug things. Mix it with the tears of teams that lost yeah. there. And <laughs> I assume that uh, you, they'll just charge you a premium because you'll get some of the residue of the stadium in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> So having a so bit like you've now got the, yeah you've now got the turf in you yeah yeah exactly in a weird way. One last bit of news that I found out earlier today is that Beaver Town. Uh, well, it's slightly late news by the time this goes up, but um, today are providing free beer for the first five hundred people who go to their tap room who are uh, donating blood donors. Um, yeah. Which probably after they beat. Uh, you don't have to donate that day. Okay. Okay. You have to be. It's usually a cup of tea, isn't it? Yeah. Is it ever in life, or is it recently? <laughs> um, it's. Well, I don't know. It just said blood donors, so I, was, I have no idea. But there were. Yeah, I gave blood when I was about ten. Yeah, <laughs> I did it help. at Cardiff at university. I've done it a few times um, since. Because yeah. people used to do it when they were students and then go out the piss after because it was cheap. <laughs> I d- I'm not sure that's what. They're encouraging. And I'm, not, I'm, we're not encouraging it either. But uh, <laughs> more, more top tips for some cat later on. <laughs> um, okay, brilliant. So, um, so as you know, um, every month Pub Trotters as a group, a uh, social group, go to a different pub around London somewhere to explore the weird and wonderful world of pubs and beer across London and beyond. Uh, this in the last month we were in two tribes, uh, brewery, tap room, and so and Sonia picked that. She did. Um, and so here's a bit about what Sonia had to say about that experience. Hello. So uh, we are here for Tribes in April, and Sonia has picked the lovely um, two tribes. So how was two tribes, Sonia? It was really nice. Um, it was quite enough to be able to have a chat, but at the same time it was lively. It was food outside in the truck, and they were actually so lovely to give us some free food, which was very nice. It was very nice, wasn't it? Yes, and it was a very nice vegan uh, nachos with some scrambled uh, tofu, which we all enjoyed. My tangy's tasty, which we are going to plug on our next podcast. So, um, what, how, how did you pick this place? How did you find it? So, it was my turn to choose a pub, and I started looking for central London pubs, but they are all a bit samey, and I had a Tommy magazine about uh, beer, so I thought, let's have a look, and I read about this place, which was relatively central, but at the same time being a proper brewery, so I thought, why not? Brilliant. So, how do you rate it out of five in terms of tap rooms? I would probably say three and a half. The yeah. beer was really nice, but there were a couple of beers that were not available. Yeah. And perhaps there could have been a menu for the cans, whilst there wasn't, so it was a bit difficult to go out of the kind of standard beers on, on a tap. Yeah, I understand that as well. That's brilliant. So, have you enjoyed your night though, time? I did. I did very much. It was really lovely and really nice atmosphere. Thank you very much, Sonia. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Okay, um, thanks. That was Sonia talking about uh, Two Tribes Tap Room just off King's Cross. Uh, both myself and Kat were there. What do you think of it, Kat? I liked it. It's nice that North London's actually getting a bit more 
in on the whole tap room scene because yeah. it's mostly been East London and South London that have been doing a lot of that it's very little in North so yeah that's a very fair point yeah it was really nice and there was that amazing food truck outside it as well oh those buns were lovely yeah those bow buns <laughs> those <Yeah>. buns were lovely brilliant on that note um, so um, we're now joined by um, Amory who is Hi. Who is the manager of uh, the Harringay Arms? Welcome to Beer Lovers Corner. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, how long you've worked here? How you got into this sort of work? And um, yeah. Um, so I'm from originally from South Africa. So it's been a, oh, okay. a bit uh, a bit far from home. Um, <laughs> and I suppose I've, I've been like traveling around the world. My parents, funny enough, they used to work in Cartend. Uh, uh, they used to have a restaurant around the corner. Okay. Like South African restaurants in 1994. Wow. Till 2002. Went away, lived in France, came back, went to uni, and then somehow came back to Crouch End. Started running the Hangar Arms. Um, so, yeah, I suppose I got into beer like anyone else does, you know. Reckless teenager. Yeah. Trying uh, <laughs> too much, and then I thought, this is good. If I keep, if I get a uh, profession in this, <laughs> then I can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So you, uh, so when you came, you said you came back from university. So how come you like you started running this place? Had you run over pubs? Well, I studied music, so yeah. there's not a lot of career prospects. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I finished. Well, I mean, the reason I can do it, anyone can. So. Well, no, I, I, I did a degree called Sonic Arts, which wow. yeah, exactly. I, I don't even know what it was. When I got a first in it, because <laughs> <laughs> you were the first person to do it. Or? Yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I did that and then ran some clubs for a bit. Um, oh, okay. And then I was like, I just want to do bar work. Yeah. Mm. And then um, I was working on music, my own music and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then eventually, you know, had to make money. So yeah. And it's just like, would you like to be a manager? I was yeah. like, cool. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Can I drink more beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, um, so you've come, you've known it as it is now. Since you yeah, yeah. Were um, you, have you been the manager since it opening as it is now? So when it first opened mean? in December 2017, yeah. I was the assistant manager. Yeah. Uh, and Ben uh, Ben Martin, if you're listening, <laughs> um, he and I took it over as our, like, our vision that we wanted to do. Okay. We wanted to do like this used to be like a bottle room. We wanted to strip it back and turn yeah. it into like a function room, tap room, whatever you want to call it, um, and do lots of live music and just be a bit quirky a bit yeah. weird mm. which is what both of us are like and then he <laughs> went on to uh, run another business in central London and then I took over here about Ooh. a year ago so yeah happy days it's been a roller coaster of business <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I, and I, so that, I guess that leads on to that guys we've already discussed so we've got we'd um, Mark and Kat you mentioned earlier you've both been to the previous incarnation mm-hmm. but haven't been to it since yeah, yeah. Um, and talking about how actually uh, the last thing I loved the last incarnation. I live around the corner from here, and I was devastated when it shut, um, and then it reopened. I was like, oh, actually, this is it's very different. Mm. But it's very cool. Really like it. Yeah, um, very very different. Yeah. No, no red carpets. And- no. <laughs> it's funny. Earlier, me and Kat were talking about trying to remember if we'd been to the earlier version. And Kat was like, "Was it red?" I'm like, yeah, red's yeah, the thing. Red it was very red before. That definitely yeah. rings a bell. On, but very outside was red. Yeah. The carpets were reds. <laughs> toilets were reds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of red. Yeah. I think if you could put in a jukebox, Nick would just be a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, he wants. Yeah, is that's a the jukebox. One thing I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the old place, but um, yeah, you know, can't have everything, can you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how I guess you know how how was that transition in terms of like the locals who maybe because there were locals who used to come here. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was a big uh, worry in the Crouch community about uh, what would be the new Harringay Arms. Everyone was thought it was going to be another run of the mill trendy uh, cocktail bar sort of thing mm. um, which you know it's, uh, I don't mind um, but uh, we wanted to assure everyone that it wasn't going to be that and it would mm. still be a local um, and mm. because I, so I used to go to school here as oh, I mentioned okay. before because yeah. my parents have a restaurant yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. so Crouchman is very, very local to us so we wrote up a letter to all of like local residents around here and said if you want to because also there's this whole worry about noise oh, yeah. because yeah. it's very close to everyone else's mm. um, yeah. uh, so we had lots of licensing restrictions put yeah. on to us but it was a pub before so people living here surely already knew all of that right? yeah but 
I mean, like, I think it used to be open till like 3 a.m. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was great for everyone getting, getting drunk in the bar. <laughs> yeah. But for, okay, for yeah. the poor guys that like worked, that lived up there, they had to go to work uh, at 6 a.m. So they thought that they were going to have a nice clean break of a bit of quiet, peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then we were like, no, we're coming back. Yeah, so they were worried that that was going to be the case. So we invited everyone down to have a discussion and we had like a little meeting at the town hall. That's cool. We told everyone that we were going to be another local pub. Um, and we're not a big corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at first, there's some people who were, you know, reluctant to come. Mm. Um, but the, uh, Jim and Sheila, who used to run the place for many, many years before uh, Ben ran it. Okay. Um, ben Edwards. Ben Edwards? No. Ben Hayes. He used to run it. Um, they came in on the opening nights. Okay. And loved it. Yeah. They were, she was crying. She loved it so much. Aww. She was like showing us all the little secret compartments that they had made in like the, the office <laughs> <laughs> and she was like if you ever need to hide something <laughs> and I was like oh yeah shit <laughs> like the old this priest holes board. or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. she was like if you, if you need to hide anything it's in here I was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah there was a bit of backlash at first but I think um, people have accepted us now and just, yeah, well, I, I think I, I consider myself a local in this place, but because mm. I live around the corner, but I've been in a few times and I have seen some of the same people just in here reading the newspaper or something else like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very chilled environment in here. Yeah, we've got our, our solid regulars that come in between about four and seven. Yeah. And there's the same old, you can you know, set your watch to them. Yeah. We've even got the Guinness glass, but it's like, oh, wait. Okay, start pouring now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know that's Brian in oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. London walk, pride in that yeah, glass. Yeah, as soon as they walk yeah. through the door, it's like, yep, there it is. <laughs> So I've been sitting there. No, <laughs> just knew that you were coming. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, so one thing we'd like to ask uh, our guests mm. to, in Beer Lovers Corner uh, is, uh, what do you remember your first alcoholic drink being? And by drink, we mean not just a sip of your parents, but like a, a drink that you bought. Yeah, um, I thought I bought with my own money. Um, well, it doesn't. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I'm still riding on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first one I bought, I suppose, would be the uh, beer. I suppose when I was at, um, at school, I know my my parents got me on taboos with like Bacardi breezes because they wanted to teach me the the important lesson that once you're 18 or, or 16, because I live in France at 16, you start drinking, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to not get annihilated. And yeah. I, I don't think it really worked. <laughs> I think it just, <laughs> just encouraged. Well, it just encouraged me to have a, have a higher higher stamina than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to. They introduced that to you by giving you Bacardi breezes. I know. I don't know what. I mean, it was a thing back then. It was the nineties. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do remember that very well. But. It's a clever tactic. I think yeah. my parents did it to me a little bit. It was like raised my yeah. tolerance so far that getting pissed at uni was actually quite hard work. Yeah, but it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I figured out the secret was to drink an entire bottle of white wine before you go out. Right, okay. And then get double vodkas. Then you got pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the theme of this podcast is just you being giving people tips on how to how get, to get drunk really quickly. Quick and easy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give blood and uh, <laughs> give, give, give. That was what you don't, don't, <laughs> don't eat all day, give some blood, and then just yeah, drink, ten, a, drink a fifth of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> See if anyone will dare you to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're saying your parents have got I think I've got breezes, and then I remember my first, I said this before, my first time I got drunk yeah. and um, threw up from sickness was my older sister gave me white rum, shots of white mm. rum, um, and yeah, I think I was 13, uh, <laughs> wow. but I remember it vividly because, now my sister doesn't really listen to this music at all, I do now, maybe this is why. But I remember that Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar was playing. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Song. And we were just like doing shots <laughs> of, yeah. of, oh, of, yeah. of rum. And she wasn't even drinking, she was just watching me do it. Obviously, this evil plan was yeah. in her mind. <laughs> and then obviously, I just threw up everywhere. And then the my, da- my dad the next day was like, Well, you have to now clean up all of this. Uh, yeah. And oh. it took me about 15 years to be able to drink rum again. Nice. Yeah. I think everyone has that drink that has scarred them in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. What scarred you? Yeah, was yours? Yeah. So I think it's sambuca. Like I like the flavour of sambuca, but at university it was just for some reason the drink that everyone had before going out. Mm. Mm. Sambuca before yeah. going out. Yeah, I, I thought that was for like later in the night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not, not for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. guys are going to do it like backwards. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start sounding this. And we're going to finish on a can of Foster's. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast I am. Um, yeah, and I think there were. I don't remember any particularly bad experiences, but it just seems to have stuck with me. Yeah. That whenever I smell that smell, I'm just like, oh, yeah. this, mm. this is not going to end well. Yeah. How are you with licorice? 
Do you have that same <laughs> like, no, no, traumatic no. flashbacks? <laughs> like, oh god, Anasis. <laughs> Actually, you work in a pub. Does anyone ever? You're in a nice pub, to be fair. This probably isn't the same as growing up in Lancaster, but. Mm. Um, a thing that people would do if you really wanted to get someone wasted was they it was fifteen pounds and you get what was called a top shelfer, which mm. is basically all the white spirits along uh, the top. You get one oh, of yeah. each, uh, and then yeah. you put you know those little mini uh, orange juice and pineapple juices, yeah, yeah. two of them in, and you could barely taste the booze. It was quite clever, mm. and drink that and that's. So I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't sell it, but I mean, I do it on occasion <laughs> to myself. Probably nobody orders <laughs> it anymore. I don't know if it was just a nineties, early noughties for No, I definitely remember. It sounds similar. Eighteenth birthday. It sounds similar to a dirty pint yeah. from my rugby yeah. days, where you just get a bit of whatever yeah, everyone was drinking in. This a was glass. genuinely nicer than that, but yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do people order snake bite and black anymore? Uh, well, we refuse to sell it here. Really? Yeah. Okay. And pretty much every pub I've run, yeah. I refuse You'd have to, to buy it. half a pint. Yeah, but then people would just like construct it themselves. No, no. Just, like, <laughs> if somebody says we can have half a pint inside or half a pint of uh, beer <laughs> and some black around, I go, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just carrying where being okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. sealed under There's their Robinson's yeah. pouch. Yeah. 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 Like, That's yeah. what they're yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straw on the side. Yeah. There you go. Why? Why? Why is that? Uh, it's the kind of like cultural background that comes with it. Uh, getting, okay. uh, getting really drunk really quickly. Uh, okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So we used to serve the deconstructed version. Nick and I used to work in yes. a pub together many, many, many years ago. Yes, we did. And, um, and we would sell the deconstructed. <laughs> yeah, the components uh, and yeah. let people what, put it like together. Like a tiny us. shot of black coffee. No, uh, no, because on Monday nights, it used to be like pound a pint nights. You'd get a, 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 a help me out here, cat. A a, oh, picture. <laughs> yeah, a jug of lager uh, for a fiver, like four pints for a fiver, and a jug of uh, cider. Yeah, like and then you get two, like between two of you, maybe you get two uh, pint glasses with blackcurrant in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you just, <laughs> oh, I can, I can feel the hang. <laughs> yeah. By the yeah, end right. of it, by the end of that, you're fucking. I certainly remember vomiting pink on my seventeenth birthday. <laughs> nice. That. <laughs> Cool. I'm making my sound like such more of a record than I am. Yeah, you now. are. All these stories are coming out. It's great. <laughs> Put a microphone in front of Cat. <laughs> well, that, I mean, Cat, we've already heard what Mark's first beer was. It was a Stella. Is that the story you're yeah. telling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, what was your Wait, first no, kind of, like, I guess, proper drink that you had? I think the first one I will have bought for myself, I got fed plenty of booze by my parents, but um, it would have either been a can of lager in a park. Mm. Or, do you remember Mets, the Alcapop? This is a better story. Yeah. Um, like, uh, really early days Alcapops. You, mm. you may not have been living in the country at the time. Um, it, so, <laughs> it was just shortly after, like, the hooch arrived, and uh, uh, maybe yeah. just before Bacardi Breezes. It was actually. Yeah. What was in it? I remember the. It was logo, sort of fruity, and it had that advert of the, the Judder Man in the forest. I don't know if that brings. <laughs> but the Judder Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds weird. Um, He's a man who's juddering in the forest. Precursor to Slender Man. I was 14, four of those, and I was ratted. <laughs> what was in it? Was it, it was what, sort of a fruit, was it, it was like a fruity alcohol, but it wasn't so as, it was wasn't the, as the sweet. Alcohol, was it vodka? Or? I have absolutely no, no idea. idea. Don't think I couldn't tell spirit. the difference. Yeah. It would have been Juice, a white spirit. Generic. But it was kind of almost more berry flavoured than uh, like sweet fruity. Uh, yeah. Wow. If I remember right, anyway, nice. I don't think you can even buy it anymore. Showing no, my I age, really. No, probably legal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was such a moral couples. panic about alcopops when they first arrived. Everyone thought that children were going to be <laughs> like just become alcoholics because they tasted. Well, no, it did. Yeah, In your case, your parents fed it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and mum. <laughs> when we, I remember when because I feel like alcopops definitely disappeared off the radar and still kind of have. But I remember we, I went to a gig in, I'm from Swansea in Wales, and oh, yeah. I went to a gig in Newport, and we saw behind the bar that they had hooch, but it wasn't your normal uh, 33CL size bottle of hooch, which you would have had in the 90s. They were now like pint versions oh, yeah. of yeah. hooch. Pints of hooch. Yeah, and so we drank them dry of hooch. Wow. <laughs> from like a, oh yeah, we're at a punk gig and drinking hooch, just like we were 14. And we were, yeah, at the time we're 23. 24 might have been older. Did you strawpedo them? No. Uh, we probably should have because they taste revolting. We never messed with the strawpedoing because it wasn't fizzy. I've never oh, yeah. managed to strawpedo. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it that I always just seem, it just seems to end up very badly. And you know what you should never do <laughs> yeah. is never strawpedo a West Mile triple. Oh my no, wow. God. Wow. <laughs> that's insane. I feel like that's not what it's designed for. No, no, no. This is someone saw you do that in Belgium, they'd shoot you on the Oh no, I had, yeah. I, had, I had four previously, and on my fifth one, I thought it was a good idea. It wasn't a good idea. 
I think that's how many stories start. I had many before, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then at this point, something seemed like a good idea. I had lots of the, I had lots of the yay, and then lots of the boohoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. So, well, thank you everyone for sharing that. Um, so, I guess so. Coming to the end of our chat with you. Um, so, this pub um, that we're in. Um, this is your chance to promote. Like, tell why should people come here? Um, we're just like, like I said before, really nice local pub. Um, everyone that works here lives in Crouch End, um, and we really like try and promote um, a sense of community. Uh, we have lots of different events, which is like we have creative writing lessons or like spoken word and poetry and come back and that stuff. Just all for people in Crouch End. Yeah. Uh, we have live music every Friday. Mm. Um, we're going to be doing like um, tap takeovers again. Um, soon. Yeah, I saw you did do those before. Didn't we did do them before, did. but we, it was really intense. Like it was like a month long. It was a bit long. intense. Yeah. So we have only red church for a month wow. on like four of our lines. Yeah. So we're going to do it weekly. So it's not <laughs> too. Because also there was, I couldn't fit all the beer in the cellar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do that, uh, and yeah, again we just uh, do great sourdough pizzas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have tried one. Yeah. Um, good. And I've, I mean I've had too many. <laughs> Easy done. So lastly, um, you've brought a guest beer for us to be yes. tasting as yes. we've been drinking through How this. Was it? Um, so it's just for, uh, I mean, you, we'll put a photo on our blog to go with the podcast. It's purple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, um, so when um, Amory walked in, I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, it's actually quite nice. I was a bit yeah. worried because I'm not a big fruity beer fl- uh, fan. Um, but this is going down quite well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a bit... Uh, Different. Yeah, what do you think, Mark? I, I really like it. I have a um, real soft spot for fruit beers, but don't yeah. drink them that often because mm. I drink them a bit too quickly, and then I'm like, and ah, that was me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, especially after having, you know, it's still quite early in the day, having a refreshing mm. pills now and now something fruitier. Yeah, because it's, it's not too, because well, it's sour, so it's, yeah. it, it's not like a, a fruity. No. no, where it's just like yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got this tanginess. It really reminds me of the um, cherries that you get in Tang Plastics. So that's like the selling point. <laughs> which, for are the beer best, which are the best ones yeah, in Tang Plastics, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird reference. Kat, are you, are you usually a sour, fruity sour drinker? Or? Uh, not enormously, although I do think that's quite drinkable. Um, if it's too sour, that's usually where my, my yeah. level is. But um, um, yeah, it's got. it looks a bit like Vimto, which is. Which we've already discussed. Yeah, and just yeah, smell yeah. a little bit like it as well. Great, great selling point. Well, it's, it's basically like Vimto, Vimto but it gets yeah. you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, lovely. So, but, it's, um, but no, no, yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good beer. So, I, I literally have no idea what this is. Um, so, put us out of our misery. So, this is. Yeah, what's the name of it? We've got a can actually. Um, so, oh, I'll just tell you. It's Fierce uh, Brewery. Yeah. Uh, and it's their Black Currant Tart. Nice. Which is a limited edition beer mm. that they've got going on, so that's why I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, yeah. so normally all their cans have like, have you seen their cans from Fierce? I, it yeah. brings about, it's I like, think, yeah. So, like, be, for Brilliant. example, somebody playing guitar and then like they'll replace their head with a lion's head. Mm. Oh, yeah, that kind yeah, of like, yeah, 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 I have seen gimmick, it. Yeah. But this one is just like a black can. Oh, just as a head. Oh, no, no, no it's just, just, just a black can. It's a black guitar, ah, cool. ah. number 17, limited edition. Oh, wow. Like uh, Black Glove Spinal Tap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> but no, that is something about a simple can as well, isn't it? Actually, yeah, yeah. Because all of them are quite patterned, so to do that's quite clever. Cause yeah, it's quite bold. Yeah, because everyone's, yeah. everyone's cans these days are like there's so much imagery yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bit much. Often yeah. when you're looking at uh, nothing really stands out anymore because yeah, everything's just so yeah, yeah. Very clever brand here. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Um, well, that's it for Beer Lovers Corner part of this podcast. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having Mary. me. It's been, um, it's been a treat. Good. <laughs> Thanks it's been an absolute for pleasure. letting us use your venue. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's fine. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Saturday afternoon, yeah, yeah. you've got at least another hour before you get to visit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks again. And, um, yeah. We'll cool. speak to you soon. Bye, guys. And that's, so that's it for this month. Um, Pub Trotters Pubcast. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, Thank you very much, Kat. No problem. Um, hopefully next month Roxy will be back and uh, we're not sure where we're going to be yet. But, um, yeah, please keep listening. There will be a blog written up with a list of all the beers and breweries that we've talked about over this mm-hmm. podcast on our website, so please check that out. And you can listen to us on Spotify, 
iTunes, all the usual suspects, and follow our Instagram, Twitter for just news and bits and bobs about what we're doing. And if uh, you have a pub and would like us to come by, and please yeah, us. absolutely, yes, yeah, that would make sense to do it on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, <laughs> so if you do have a pub and uh, you'd like us to be in your pub, uh, <laughs> sounded sexual. Yeah. Kind of, um, if you <laughs> please, let us know. Um, and we promise it isn't sexual. And we will <laughs> come and do a podcast <laughs> in your pub. Uh, thank you very much. Take care and have a lovely time until our next podcast. Bye.